Welcome to Leadership, The Journey with No Summit, with best-selling author and retired U.S. Army Major General, Robert W. Mixon, Jr. Best known for his ability to inspire audiences, motivate teams, build leaders, and create cultures of excellence, Robert shares effective values-based leadership strategies and tools your team can put into practice immediately that will fuel your company's lasting success. Now, here is your host, Robert Mixon. Well, welcome everyone in our Level 5 audience to our continuing series of podcasts on the Journey with No Summit. And today, uh, we are privileged to have uh, Mr. Michael Ayers, the President and CEO of the Melbourne, Florida Regional Chamber with us today. Uh, Michael has uh, been the President and CEO of this great organization uh, for over three years now and uh, has led the organization uh, to be, in my humble opinion, one of the leading uh, entities of its type here uh, in Central Florida. And uh, he's a graduate, I believe, of the University of Illinois. I got that right, Michael? But, uh, got it. All right, the University of Illinois. And, uh, you know, we had a chance to meet uh, a month or two ago and I had a chance to meet with his team. And uh, I really think he his journey uh, will be of great interest to our audience today, uh, particularly with the theme that we're going to talk about in, in terms of the big six, uh, trust and empower. So, uh, Michael, I, uh, again, thanks for being here today. And uh, I'd like to start by asking you, you know, in your journey, uh, what's the most important aspect of building trust that you have observed uh, throughout your career thus far? Well, first off, Robert, thank you very much for having me as your guest today. It's a privilege to speak with someone of your background and credentials, so I'm very happy to be be here with you today. And uh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, and I think for me and from from my perspective, what I've observed in my career, um, I think the biggest, the most important aspect of building trust uh, is to be a good listener. I think. That's a something that sounds so simple, but is oftentimes very difficult for people to to comprehend and actually follow through. And I think the best leaders I've seen in my in my time are the ones that uh, are very good at not only listening, but actually hearing what people are saying and getting getting varying opinions and different points of view. And you know that doesn't mean they're always going to do what is what is said. Part of being a leader is also deciding what's the proper course forward. But I think it's important that uh, to be a good leader, you must have a good listening skills. Listen to what the individual is saying, and then as you as you balance the different viewpoints, then you go forward and decide what's the best course forward. So definitely listening would be most aspect of building trust that I've I've encountered. Okay, thanks, Michael. Um, and how does that listening or de development of trust, how does that, how has that enabled you to empower others? Well, I think, you know, I've obviously tried to be a good listener. And I think the more that you uh, listen to your team and your staff around you, um, they feel like you are actually really uh, wanting to get their input. And they're, you're, you know, 
they feel like they have a say if you're listening to what they have to say and then uh, moving forward and implementing some of their suggestions. So I think by being a good listener and then following through, uh, you are empowering others on your team because they are then uh, having, uh, they have skin in the game and they're, they're saying, well, my leader really cares what I have to say. So I need to be, you know, really thoughtful of what I'm going to say and how I'm going to respond in situations. And I think it just, it just empowers your team to, to perform at a high level because they know that whatever they, whatever input they have, you're going to uh, really, really take it to heart and take it into account uh, moving forward uh, for your organization. So I think definitely being a good listener uh, is, will empower your team to, to buy into, you know, your mission and your culture and what your organization is doing. Hmm. Good. That's a, that's a great insight, Michael. Thanks. Um, in terms of, it, it, you know, being able to hear what's said and, and give people the chance to, to speak their piece, whether or not it's going to be the way we go or not. Um, Definitely. You know, and, and I think that um, the ability to listen uh, is really magnified by the ability to ask what I call power questions. And I think you and I have talked about this before, but you know, a lot of the ability to listen in my experience has been being able to ask the right questions. Uh, do you agree? Completely. It, it, you know, I think that's probably the biggest mistake leaders can make is asking the wrong questions. Uh, and if it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter what your team or what the responses are if you're not getting to the heart of the matter. So definitely the the asking the right questions is a critical critical skill set and how, how did you how did you sort of develop that skill well i'll be honest i think it's something that you you know you never really attain i think it's something you always have to hone i think part of it is through observation um when i'm when I'm uh, new to a group or I'm in a meeting or I'm in, in, a, in a larger setting, I often try to listen first before I speak and really get a feel for what are the, what are the issues, um, what are some of the critical inflection points. And then uh, by, by listening, I then can understand better, okay, here's, here's what I need to move to move forward. And it helps me to hone in on what are the critical, critical points uh, for an organization moving forward. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Michael. Uh, what do you think the characteristics are of a healthy world-class culture? What are the qualities that you've observed in your experience? That's a great question and one that uh, probably has many different answers uh, because I think there's different different uh, objects that can you know different different characteristics can go into different cultures depending on the organization. But I think there's a few in particular. Uh, I think clear expectations of of the 
of the team and you know what's the what are the goals you're striving for and what are the expectations you have on your on your team members uh, is very critical. Uh, I think I think giving them appropriate autonomy to where you need to not only set the expectation and say here's what here's what I need you to accomplish, but then you need to take a step back as the leader and go let them do it and they may not have the exact approach that you would have, but you need to, uh, if you if you really trust your people, you need to be willing to to let them do it their way and figure it out on their own. And that's going to help help in the long run. That's going to build up their confidence. That's going to build up their trust. Them them knowing that you you trust them, that you're empowering them. So I think definitely giving autonomy. Um, I think proper recognition uh, of you know, achievements and effort, uh, making sure that people uh, know that you are observing uh, the, the, the work they're putting in, the effort they're making, the accomplishments they're achieving, giving, giving positive feedback. Uh, I think that that goes a long way. Um, and I think uh, another aspect is seeking input uh, from, from your leadership team and from your your employees, so they know that it's not just my direction; it's the direction of the organization. It's something that, you know, it's collaborative. I think that's always been uh, critical uh, to a, a, a world-class culture being very collaborative. That doesn't mean you, you know, leadership still starts at the top, and leadership means taking responsibility, good or bad. Uh, I think more more importantly, when things go go poorly, it means the leader takes responsibility for that. And when things go well, it means you share the credit and you you know you you give credit where it's due and you shine the light on all the all the stars in your organization. Um, and I think last but not least, I'd say uh, making sure to make time for. Uh, extracurriculars or socialization outside of the workplace uh, because the you know you have a the bonds you form in the workplace are one thing but you can you can strengthen those relationships outside of the workplace and so I think making making time in your organization for that type of uh, interaction outside of work is is definitely critical to the culture. Okay, thanks, Michael. That's a pretty good list um, as far as a world-class culture goes. I, I think that's awesome. And I think the last one you were really, what I heard you say was that you were talking about building the bonds among the team by promoting the idea of, of having fun. Is, is that right? Exactly. It's, it's you know, you got to be outside, out of, out of your elements, uh, you know, away from you know what's going on at work go go take an afternoon and go have you know we you know one thing we did in the past was a scavenger hunt and it was something that we broke up into teams and we just went for the afternoon and went around downtown melbourne and it was uh, a fun exercise where we really got to know each other we, we we had the challenge of of doing something that was not at all work related and so definitely bringing bringing fun into the organization is a is a good idea okay terrific i, I like that a lot the scavenger hunt that's cool so who is your hero or heroine as a leader 
and and why why is that person your hero that's a tough question because there's a lot of different ways you could answer this um i think probably for me uh personally it would be my father um steve Ayers, and i think he uh you know Growing up, I had the opportunity to observe him and how he interacted with people. And one, he was a very hard worker, um, but he always had his priorities in line with his family. He always made time for the family, and but he was also very selfless. And it was always not about what am I getting out of this or uh, what's in it for me. It was how can I help other people how can I get more involved to help our community? Um, and he really instilled, you know, not not just a strong work ethic, but what what can I do to to better the community and make sure that we're all working together uh, to to move things forward. So definitely, I think uh, my father was was a inspiration and a and a hero for how he how he's always lived his life. That's great. That's great, Michael. Thanks. Um, you know that that I can almost get an image from your description of your father, Steve, of, of what kind of person he was and why he is your hero. So that that's terrific. What uh, shifting a little bit here, Michael? What what advice would you give young leaders, aspiring leaders, um, to learn to develop the skills that we've been talking about thus far in the conversation? Um, you know, what, what would you say to them to, to help them in their journey? You know, I think one of the biggest pieces of advice I'd give and what something I, that, that definitely helped me tremendously throughout my career was to seek out, uh, be intentional in seeking out mentors and other leaders that they observe and try to mimic the skills that they see in that. I think uh in my experience especially over the last five to ten years there there's um there's a lot of people that come out you know come into the workforce that are young they're they're very talented but they're ready they they think they know everything already and they're ready to go from right out of college to upper management and they don't want to they don't want to put in the hard work necessary they're not necessarily listening or seeking out guidance uh, from others and you know I, I had a lot of very strong mentors along the way who I, I was able to sit back and and observe and see how they you know see how they lead see how they listen see how they empower um, and so I think if I could give one one piece of advice it would be to you know understand that you don't know everything at the age of 22 or 23 that at that point you have a lot of a lot to learn and it's important that you try to find role models that you can you know touch base with time to time and really really follow follow what they're doing in their career and how they're how they're leading their organizations and uh, hopefully those people will will be uh, good uh, good leaders for them to follow. Okay, yeah. So I, I think seeking mentors is a great uh, suggestion, Michael. Great notion. I don't think I I did that nearly enough in my career, and um, part of it was because 
I think I felt as though if I went and asked somebody to be a mentor for me, um, they they might think it was kind of awkward, you know. And and I think what what I'm hearing you say is we need to do that. We need to go seek out uh, people to be mentors and not be uh, afraid to ask them to provide that. Correct. You're right, and I think I think you're absolutely right that probably people don't do that because they are worried about you know that fear of rejection or, you know, they don't want to bother someone because they're so busy. But in my experience, I've found that for the, you know, for the most part, um, anyone that I've talked to about it or that I've, I've had the uh, ability to have as a mentor, they, you know, when you do, when I've sought them out, they're actually very flattered and they're, they're very willing to share um, and, it's it's kind of you know if anything it's a boost to their ego that you're that you're seeking their their input and their feedback and that they they admire you enough that you're asking them so I, I think that that's something that I think you're you're spot on that people probably don't do it as much as they should because they're they're not wanting to to be a, a pest or a nuisance but I think for the most part all the you know, a good leader is willing to do that because they want to share their knowledge and they want to help. They want to help bring along the next generation. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. The, I think we, we who could be mentors, uh, appreciate being asked, but I just don't yeah. think we're asked enough. I, I, I don't think we are encouraging um, young leaders as much as we need to to seek out mentors. Not somebody perhaps in their direct chain of command, but somebody they admire and respect who has experience in a leadership role, who'd be willing to listen to a you know, phone call or, you know, get on a, a proverbial Zoom call, as we say these days, and just share some thoughts and ideas. And, and you know, uh, you might get feedback you don't want to hear, but you got to be willing to accept that, right? Absolutely. And, and you're right. It doesn't need to be someone in your direct direct report or direct chain um i've often some of my my best mentors are people that are maybe within my industry but work for another organization or or they're in a position that maybe i aspire to be years years down the road and i've had i've had the opportunity to come in contact with them so i just seek them out and so it you know the mentors and the people that are guiding you can be from all walks of life and they don't have to be just in your you know within your organization at that at that moment mm, great point yeah it, i think even if they're in another profession another field they can still provide a lot of insight to you um because leadership is leadership and i don't think necessarily the industry or profession um is, is as important as the principles that we talk about for example in the big six and talked about listening today and trust and empower uh, and a number of other valuable takeaways uh, that you've given us so far, Michael. Is there is there another uh, big idea you'd like our listeners to take away from today's podcast? Uh, you know, I think um, I usually tend to revert back to uh, keep it keep it simple. And I think I don't know how big of an idea this is, but I think it's something that's often forgotten in today's culture and in society today. I think in many respects, uh, we're very polarized. And I think the this most recent election is an example of that. But I think if uh, if I could give one, and I don't know if it's a big idea, but one more piece of advice, um, I'd say 
to always try and seek, uh, seek out and look for the good in people, because I think oftentimes uh, people are immediately uh, looking for the bad or they're, they're noticing something that, that is troubling or bothersome. And if, if people would take time to really, you know, when they encounter someone or they're getting to know someone, if they, they'd find, you know, they, they try and find the, the good, the good qualities in, in those individuals, I think it would just make the world a much better place uh, than it is today and much less uh, polarizing. Cause I think, I think at, at heart, I think most people are good um, and they want to do good. Uh, but sometimes it's just a matter of how you approach them and how you interact with them. Uh, it can bring out, uh, sometimes a negative in some people. And so you have to really dig a little deeper to find the, find the positive. And, um, I think that's, that's probably, uh, my, my, my big idea to people is something that's not, not something that's, uh, earth shattering, but it's just kind of, uh, this would be a nice way to, uh, approach, approach life. That's terrific, Michael. Thanks. You know what? I certainly agree with you that that we need a lot more positivity in our interaction with others. And I think as leaders, you know, we have to model that behavior. We model a behavior of positivity in seeking out the good and asking people questions that are positive and not negative in tone. Uh, then I think we're going to develop each other more and we're going to learn more. Uh, so that's really, I think, great, terrific insights uh, you've given us today. And I appreciate very much you're doing this interview, Michael, and the leadership you're providing. Uh, to the entire Melbourne, Melbourne community. You know, we've been in the midst of crisis for um, a number of months now. And uh, I think it's uh, evident in, in what I've seen with your organization that uh, you continue to lead from the front and lead from a standpoint that says, we can do this. You know, this is what's oppor what opportunities are in front of us and not do a lot of hand-wringing. And so I, I respect that very much, Michael. And I'd uh, encourage our listeners to stay, you know, stay involved in our podcast series as we interview other uh, leading executives in different uh, type companies and organizations, because it's important as leaders that we have the ability and the willingness to grow every day. So thanks, Michael, for being with us today and sharing your insights and thoughts on, on trust and empowerment, uh, listening, culture, um, just a number of wonderful takeaways. Thanks, Michael. Well, thank you, Robert. I really appreciate the opportunity to to chat with you today. It was definitely the questions made me think, and uh, I think it's I probably learned a few things myself, and that will apply it will apply it in my everyday life. And it's it's always good to reflect on on these types of uh, discussion, you know, qualities and how you can be a better leader and how you can better yourself. So I I appreciate your time and what you're doing here with this podcast. Great, Michael. Well, certainly wish you well and wish all of our listeners well as uh, you continue to enjoy the journey of becoming the uh, leader you're capable of. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Leadership, The Journey with No Summit. Be sure to give our podcast a great review wherever you listen to your favorite shows.